to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Well, we're continuing the series Inspire today, and we're talking, been talking about the gifts, uh, spiritual gifts, and the work of God in our life. And uh, I know Justin's been in this, uh, and I want to continue with this same series today, and we are going to transition and take a little bit different tack because we're going to cover a different aspect of the gifts, you know, uh, those love gifts and word gifts that Justin has been talking about. And today we're going to transition in to talk about the power gifts. And come on now, the power gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 11. Let's look at that. Paul says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now, I want you to, emphasize, I want you to see these aspects of the Godhead. How many of you know we have a, a gift-giving Godhead? I mean, you can't even begin to look at the Scripture without coming away going, God, you are generous. You are big-hearted. That's why God wants us to be generous and big-hearted, because He is. He wants us to be just like Him. Now, notice how big-hearted and generous the Godhead is. There are different kinds of gifts, but it's the same Spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Okay, Jesus is a gift giver. Ephesians chapter 4, it says this, that he ascended on high and gave what? Gifts to men. Gave gifts to men. The, the Godhead loves to give gifts. Uh, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And then notice verse 6, there are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God. There is the Father, God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given, through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing Notice that is in plural. It's the only one that's in plural. Gifts, plural of healing. Gifts of healing. That by one and the same Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. Or some would say discerning of spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And these are the work of the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Now, let's just pray. Father, we just thank You this morning for Your Word, and we pray that over these next few minutes that, God, You would impart life and impart truth to every one of us, that we would walk in freedom. Help us, Lord, to have clarity and understanding anoint the preaching of your word. Make me a preacher, a proclaimer of truth today, and give us ears to hear what the Holy Spirit would say, and a will that we would walk in it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 
Amen. Now, I'm not sure exactly if you were raised in church. Some of you may have been raised in a uh, one kind of church, some of uh, in another kind of church. But there are a whole, as you well know, a whole lot of interpretations out there in the Christian church about what this book says. How many of you know that? In fact, some of them, and like they take their little knife, and there are some scriptures if they don't like, they just kind of cut them out. They just kind of ignore those. In fact, there are full denominations that would say they are what is referred to as cessationist. In other words, that there are certain things that happen with the apostles, but those things don't happen today. I want to just go ahead and set your mind at ease. We at One Church, we believe this whole book. We believe the whole book not only is real and the Word of God, but we believe it is for our lives today, all right? We believe this, all right? Cover to cover. I, I, I believe it's so cover to cover, I even believe the maps in the back. I believe it all, okay? I take it all. And, and, and that, that's where we are. We don't, we don't have this attitude that there are some things that stopped, particularly when you examine the Bible and it doesn't say they stopped. Now, if the Bible said they stopped, then I'll accept they stopped. But if the Bible doesn't say they stopped, I don't accept they stopped. They're continuing today. Well, you say, well, there are things that confuse me and things that I don't understand. Yeah, welcome to the club. We all have those moments, all right? We all have those things that are perplexing to us, that we don't always understand, that we all, we, we're trying to find out. You know, the, the, the fact of the matter is this, that this truth of God's Word is not only extremely wide, but it's extremely deep. And God wants us to plummet the depths, and He wants us to explore the borders of it, and He wants us to know every aspect of it, and then apply it to our lives and live it out for God's glory. How many of you hear what I'm saying today? That's what God wants. And so when we begin to talk about the gifts or the the power gifts, and the work of the Holy Spirit. This is an area that for a lot of people causes a lot of confusion and consternation, and they've seen some weird stuff, you know. I've seen a few weird things in my time, and you're like, I don't know, and we step back, and we, we go through this whole analytical um, uh, journey as we approach it. But listen, what God wants us to do is to come with Him like little, come to Him like little children. We come to Him like little children, and we accept what He has to offer. Yesterday, Emerson was over at our house, and uh, how many of you have ever noticed about little children? Little children are not afraid to ask you for anything. Do you know, that's the way God wants us to be with Him. We, we, we ought to come boldly, the Bible says, before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How you doing, Emerson? And Emerson come, he says, Papa, do you have something you could give me? I thought, yeah, come on now. That's the way it is with God. We ought to come to him, Papa, do you have something you can give me? Do you have something you can give me? Because he's a gift-giving God. 
And God wants to bestow gifts on every single one of our lives. Now, I want to give you, just by way of introduction, a few practical facts about these gifts. Now, first of all, you've already seen there are different kinds of gifts. There are different kinds of gifts. Y'all have been talking about gifts of love or love gifts, those those gifts. Particularly in Romans chapter 12, there's a, a whole host of them, gifts of administration, gifts of hospitality, so forth and so on. And then love gifts, there are, there are expressions, there are tangible expressions of the love of God operating in us that are given as gifts. Now, when we begin to talk about these gifts that we're referencing here, they are a little different. They're a little more unique because these gifts are imparted at moments in our life. Now, some of these gifts, like in Romans chapter 12, when you begin to look at those gifts, when you got saved, you are saved, you, you've accepted Jesus today. Uh, I pray you have. If you haven't, we can fix that. Right now, we can fix But listen, whenever you receive Christ, something supernatural happened to you, okay? Here's what happens. The Holy Spirit comes into your spirit. He comes in and lives inside of you. This is the work of God. This is God coming into your heart and making you, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new, what? Creation. The old is gone, the new has come. You literally become a new kind of being. You become a supernatural being. You were natural, you become supernatural, all right? Because the Holy Spirit, the supernatural power of God, has come to live within you. And whenever God comes in by the Spirit, He comes in and He brings Himself, all of His gifts, all that He is, He brings it with Him. Okay? He didn't just kind of leave part of it out. When you got God, you got all of God. All right? And you got all that God is. And so God comes in and He brings gifts with Him. He brings divine empowerment to do certain things. Now, some of those gifts, he just says, this is yours. This is a special gift to you. Anders, you get the gift of administration. Or you get the gift of mercy. Or you get the gift of hospitality. And he gives those gifts as supernatural graces. The word charis is gift. And he comes and he gives us Charis, he gives us gifts. In this passage, it's a little different because we still have the same Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit is within us. But now the Holy Spirit is manifesting at particular times for particular reasons one of these gifts of the Spirit or one of these power gifts. Now, there are nine gifts that are mentioned here, and we'll talk a little bit more about those in just a minute. But the first thing I want you to understand, they're supernatural gifts, and they express the extraordinary character of God in a unique way. So God comes in, and He does something supernatural in our spirit, and we're living in a that, that, that supernatural zone all the time, but there are unique moments where it just kind of goes to another level. It kind of shifts into another dimension. And he expresses or manifests a gift of another level in our life. These power gifts for a unique reason at a particular point in time. 
The next thing I want you to understand is that they're available to all of us who love Jesus. Listen, this is not just for uh, special people or the really spiritual people. You know, there, there's a lot of misunderstanding about these gifts uh, because we, we read the Bible, and, and I was raised in a church where there were like only a handful of people that had any of the gifts, you know? It was like, man, they were like the really special people. When, they turned, when we turned out the lights, they glowed in the dark, you know? They were, they were, they were the really spirit. They lived on another level. Well, let me tell you something. That is not a biblical way to look at the gifts the gifts, if you love Jesus Christ, how many of you love Jesus? Hello. If you love Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come to live within you, and he brings all of these power gifts and makes them available to all of you. Now, all, a lot of times, and we'll talk more about this, our problem is we don't know how to use them, okay? We don't know how to express them, and we'll talk about that in just a, a few moments. But I want you to understand that God wants you and he wants me to live in this supernatural zone of experience, experiencing the life of, of his spirit and his gifts to be manifested through our lives. You know, a lot of people kind of think that there are two choices. You know, you have the, first of all, you can live naturally or you can live spiritually. And, you know, some people even kind of think, well, you know, Monday through Saturday, I'll live naturally. On Sunday, I'm going to live spiritually. And not good. Not good. No. Well, let me tell you something. I hold to there is actually a third way we live. We don't just live between natural or spiritual, but what God wants us to is to live supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural. And you're not just natural one day and spiritual the next, but you are supernatural all the time, but you are natural all the time. In other words, you don't come into this kind of thing and become weird, hello, because you've become spiritual. Yeah, I'm scared of that person. So are you. We don't want what they've got. God wants us to learn what it means to live supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural. And so the gifts of the Holy Spirit can operate in this supernatural dimension, but can be expressed in the most natural ways. Okay? You don't have to do all kind of weird gyrations. You don't have to... You know, I've, I've seen a little of that in my time, okay? But listen, God can operate in and through you in an amazing way, and he can carry out and express these gifts and the power behind these gifts in, with just using you in a, in a naturally easy way, okay? And that, that I believe that this, with all my heart, that one of the big challenges in the church is that We've had on one side people that say, you know, the gifts are not for today. We don't want anything to do with it. And on the other side, we got some wacky stuff going on out here that looks like they're living on another planet. And, and you know, like, you know, 
Mork and Mindy or something, and you kind of think, this isn't what we want. Listen, what God wants to do is to bring us into a place where we're living our lives every day for His glory. We're engaging with people in a natural, easy, relational way and are being able to bring the supernatural power of God to bear upon the circumstances of their life. And together we celebrate the goodness of God. Now, come on. Yeah, give Jesus a hand clap. And, uh, and so, that, that God's called us into that. So, the fourth fact I want, to see, I want you to see is this. They're all given to us. These gifts are all given to us to demonstrate uh, God's good nature towards us. It said, do you, you notice that? He said, they're given to us for the common good. For the common good. The, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit are good. They're really good. They're amazing. And they produce good things. One of the measurements, and we can talk, we'll talk later about it at the end, uh, but one of the ways you know if it's God's true gift at work is what is it producing? Is it for the common good or is it destroying Listen, God's not a destroyer. God wants to build up. God wants to bring good into your life because that's who He is. He, he's a good God with, a, with good things to bring into your life. And then number five, what we see here is we see that there are, not only are there different kind of gifts at the macro level, okay, so you've got these, these love gifts and word gifts that we've talked about, but these power gifts are broken down into three unique categories and nine unique gifts. Okay? Now, I want, to look, I want us to look just real quickly. We don't have time to unpack all of it. But I want you to look at the, these. I won't read them again. But there are, th there are nine different gifts of the Holy Spirit or power gifts of the Holy Spirit that are summed up in three macro categories or three different categories, three gifts in each one. And every single one of these gifts, the Holy Spirit may at a moment in time draw upon and bring into your life. Now, first of all, he lists what I have called supernatural communication gifts. Supernatural communication gifts. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. What is a supernatural communication gift? It is where God is communicating His heart, His mind to you, to me, about a, very, about a set of circumstances or at a unique moment in time. I remember one time I was preaching in Denmark, and uh, while I was preaching in Denmark, you, you know, the Bible says at one point that tongues are assigned to the unbeliever. How many of you know that? Tongues are a sign to the unbeliever. And so I'm preaching in Denmark, and there was a woman sitting about the second row, and she's looking at me glaring. I mean, she's just glaring at me. She didn't believe a thing I had to say. And I'm thinking, man, I like to have to close my eyes and preach. But about halfway through my message, suddenly, I just begin to praise the Lord. 
And I said, let's just stand to our feet and praise the Lord. And our interpreter, you know, people are standing up. And I begin to praise God. And I begin to praise God in tongues. I'm just worshiping God, speaking in tongues. When I finished, I looked at the one, you know, everybody sat back down and I continued to preach. This woman, she's smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, what just happened to her? She must have got delivered from a demon while we were worshiping God. Because she's no longer glaring at me. She's looking at me smiling. And she was engaged with everything I said from that point on. At the end of the service, she comes up to me. We, had, we were having some coffee and back at the back. And, and uh, she comes up to me and she, and she said in English, about 90% of the people in Denmark speak English. She said to me, she said, you speak Swahili. I'm going, I don't, are you talking to me? You speak Swahili. I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't speak Swahili. She goes, yes, you do. She said, while, we, while you were preaching tonight, when you went into tongues, you were speaking Swahili. I said, I was? She goes, I was a, this woman was a missionary in Tanzania. Now, this woman that was glaring at me had been a missionary. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. This woman was, she was not believing anything that I had to say. She had come from a very legalistic background, and I was preaching on the grace of God from the Scripture. And she was not believing a thing. The Bible doesn't say that it's a sign to the unsaved. It says it's a sign to the unbeliever. Interesting, isn't it? And so she wasn't believing what I was saying until that happened. And as soon as that happened, she said, you speak Swahili. I said, tell me what you saw or what you heard. She said, when you were preaching and you said, you began to worship the Lord. You did just what the pastors did in Tanzania. You shouted out in Swahili, praise be unto God. When I heard it, I looked up and shouted back, praise be unto God. She said, then you shouted again, praise be unto God. And I shouted again, praise be unto God. You speak Swahili. <laughs> wow. How many of you know God knows how to turn a person's heart at a particular moment in time to impact them with the word of truth. Now, that happened to me. That's something I experienced. Another situation that I had, I was, was in a, a church service. And I, I will tell you, it doesn't always happen this way, but I have had it happen on a couple of occasions. There was a message in tongues. I gave a message in tongues. And in that me message in tongues, there was an interpretation. Someone else interpreted. And there was a woman there from a particular, she was from India, from a particular tribe in India. And actually, I was speaking not only in her language, but in her dialect. I had never been to India at that time. That sounds crazy. But let me tell you something. We have a supernatural God. Hello? You see, sometimes people, our head struggles with that. Our head struggles with it. But that's what 
the God of the Bible is like. He's a supernatural God, and he does supernatural. That means outside the natural order of things. He does that to demonstrate his grace and goodness in our life. That's the God that we serve. That's the God of this book. Some of you are not convinced. I said, that's the God of this book. Yes. Supernatural communication. Now, it doesn't always happen that way. Paul said it this way, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Men and of angels. So, these supernatural communication gifts may be a natural language, tongues and interpretation. It may not be a natural language. Maybe it's a heavenly language. But there's a supernatural dimension of communication of where God wants to release His heart. Prophecy is another expression of that. I won't go into all of the details of that. But listen, there are times where God will move upon us. And we don't have to grab somebody and say, the Lord. You could just say, you know, I feel like God's saying something to me about your situation. It's a whole lot easier to receive that than somebody grabbing you by the head and shaking you till your teeth fall out. I've been to that church before. All right, so supernatural communication gifts. The second is supernatural revelation gifts. Supernatural revelation, discerning of spirits. Gift of the word of wisdom. Gift of the word of knowledge. Those are supernatural revelation gifts. And God wants those things in our life. God wants these gifts in a, uh, to operate in our life all the time. He wants us to be available because the Holy Spirit is not a part-time Holy Spirit. He's a full-time Holy Spirit. And we have capacity to tap in to this supernatural dimension all the time. When you're living your life, when you're going about your, your uh, business, your jobs, or whatever you're involved in, you have the capacity to tap in and to live in the Spirit. To, so to live supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural. So God wants to bring you into that. I, I, I remember one time I was working at a church. It was the first, well, it was, was the second church that I was working at. And the boss, the pastor, senior pastor, had been, he had made a deal on some land. And he had made it with a crooked realtor. Bad mojo. He made it with a crooked realtor, and, but he didn't know it. And he took the money. He had given him the church's money as a down payment. And he had tried and tried and tried to get the down payment back because the contract uh, ended up not going through. And the realtor kept saying he was going to give it back, but he never gave it back. And the pastor was going on vacation. And he sticks his head in my office door. And I'm just, you know, the youth pastor. And he says to him, I'm leaving town. I'm leaving you a job. You get that money back from that realtor. And he shuts my door and he leaves, gets in his car and drives off. I'm like, great, great. You tell me to do something you can't do. Really cool. 
I said, God, what do I do with this? What do I do? And I had a revelation. I immediately knew the man had spent the money. Now you say, how'd you know? I don't know how I knew. I knew he had spent the money, and then I felt God told me what to do. He said, go to the file, look in the file. There's a, there's a register of all the checks that were written. You'll see the check that was written to him from the church. On the back of that check, there is a number. It's his account number in his bank where he deposited that check. You call that bank. He said, God's cool. You call that bank and tell them you have a check for $10,000 to clear that account and see if it'll clear. I did. And the check, they said, just a minute. No, sir, it will not clear. I said, thank you very much. Now I had proof he had spent the money. I called the man up. I'm bold now. I said, you have got one hour to get into my office. You have spent that money that the church gave you. I didn't spend it. Yes, you did. I just called the bank. You've got one hour. One hour later, he was sitting in my office. I said, you've got 24 hours to get me the $10,000 from the church. I said, or I'm going to the police. Next day, I had $10,000 sitting on my hot little hands. <laughs> Pastor comes back from his vacation. I'm going. <laughs> the Holy Spirit knows how to fix stuff. How many of you think you need the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? Come on. And then there's supernatural intervention gifts. So you've got supernatural communication, supernatural revelation, and supernatural intervention gifts, faith, miracles, healing. In other words, where the natural circumstances demand something beyond the natural order of things. You need God to show up. Have you ever felt like you needed God? You need God's power. You need God's grace. You need God's goodness. Uh, I think we're, there's going to be teaching next week on the gifts of healing. But I remember one Sunday, uh, it was when we had first started what is now one church, but at the Markham campus, we were, I was walking around, the church was young, it was like this, and I was about Justin's age, maybe, yeah, I might even not have been as old as you. And I remember I walking around, and there was a woman who had this baby she brought, and this baby is covered with a rash. It was two years old and completely covered. I said, what's the matter with your baby? She said the baby was born with a severe allergic reaction and has been covered with this rash from just a few hours after it was born, after she was born. And she's crying, she's miserable, and she's holding this little baby. I literally said, Lord, touch this baby. And I walked on. At the end of the service, this Woman comes up to me with her baby. Look at my baby. Look at my baby. And I will tell you, that baby was as clear as Emerson. Not a sign of any rash. The thing had just gone completely away. What had happened? God had invaded the natural order. It wasn't. Now listen, there's a difference between a miracle and a healing. There's a difference. A healing is where God removes the barrier that prohibits the body from healing. He put healing in all of us. 
Healing is when God removes the barrier that prevents the healing. But a miracle is when God comes along and supernaturally interrupts the normal order of the healing process and manifests, bang, His power. That's what happened. Let me, let me tell you, I have got hundreds of stories. And God wants you to have hundreds of stories where you're not reading about or hearing about from somebody else, but God wants you to have a whole host of your own stories of how you've watched and seen the miracle-working power of God show up in situations for the glory of God. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of thanks. So how do I cultivate these gifts? How do I cultivate the, the operation of the power of gifts in my life? I want you to look with me, 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 through 3. Notice what Paul says here. He really gives us a recipe or a roadmap for the cultivation of these gifts, these power gifts. You see, God is looking for somebody he can manifest his power through. In fact, the Bible says this, that the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the whole earth. God is looking for somebody who will dare to believe Him, somebody who will dare to put their trust in Him, somebody, the Bible says, that He can show Himself strong on their behalf. So, let God find you. You say, here I am, God. Papa, do you have something you'd like to give me? Look here. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 3. Notice the first thing he says is follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. First thing I want you to see here is the environment of the Spirit. I want you to see the environment. There is an environment that the Holy Spirit is attracted to, and what He's attracted to is the environment of love. He loves to be where love is. Why? Because He's love. And when we love each other, when we express love for one another, it was so beautiful this morning. I mean, this, this thing going on with the orphanage, just so beautiful. I love that. God's attracted to that. We had the people up here coming in to becoming a part of this local expression of, a, a, of the body of Christ. I love that. God loves that. God's attracted to unity. Acts chapter 2. They were all together in one place. Bang! God shows up. You want to cultivate the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in your life, the power of the Spirit in your life? Walk in love. That's why Paul takes and dedicates a whole chapter, the chapter just before this, the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. It's the way, it's called the love chapter. And here's what he says in verses 4 through 7. Because love looks like something. Love is patient. How many of you know it's not always easy to be patient with each other? But love is. Love's patient. 
You know, this is not just a nice scripture. This is called practical living. That means when your friends are bugging the daylights out of you, love is patient. When they're doing stuff that's a nuisance, love is patient. Love is kind. That means you don't give people a piece of your mind. It's doesn't end. Boy, it got quiet there for a minute. Oxygen just flew. I just Does not envy. Does not boast. It's not proud. Does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight at evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. That's what love looks like. How many of you think that sounds pretty good? You know, I want that in my life. I want to be around people who want that in their life. There's an atmosphere, an environment where the Holy Spirit flourishes. And when we walk in love with each other, when we're patient with each other, you know, that means this, when I blow it and you don't tell me I've blown it. No, you blow it. You're in the corner for a while. We don't ostracize or push people away. But we've got such an environment that believes the good so much that we just have got confidence that everybody's a winner in Jesus, that everybody's successfully, come on, you did awesome, you did awesome. I love that in our school, one school of the arts, where, you know, we'll have a little kid that'll get up and sing a song, and the rest of the kids, yeah, that was so good, you are amazing. That's the environment that God wants in His church, where we're celebrating. That's what love looks like. So, first of all, he says, follow the way of love. The second thing he says, eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. No, there's a practical thing. Listen, God doesn't come and impose himself on you. God wants you to want what he's got. How much do we desire the gifts of the Spirit? He doesn't just say desire it. He says, eagerly desire it. Like jump up and down. Papa, Papa, Papa. I want the gifts of the Spirit in my life. I want to see the power of God available in my life. I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing more amazing to watch than when God takes and begins to use somebody who has never perhaps been used before in their life, but they suddenly are just like, God, I want you to use me. And they reach out to God, and God begins to manifest the work of His Spirit through their life. I'm telling you, there is nothing. Listen, from my perspective, there is nothing that gets me more excited. I'm like, come on now, come on. That's what God wants in your life. Listen, don't be shy about coming to God and wanting what God has. Don't be backwards and bashful and say and reserve and stand off to the side. Listen, come boldly. Come in and ask. Be just like Emerson. Papa, can I have this? Can, Dad, Father, can, will you do this in my life? Lord, I want to be used in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. I, I, want, I want to experience your power flowing through me. 
I want to see you heal some people, and I want to see some miracles in my life, and I want to see some great things that you would do in my life. I want you to use me to demonstrate your love and grace into the lives of other people. Listen, have you ever seen somebody in need, and when you see them in need, you think, man, I just wish, I just wish that I had what it took to meet that need. Listen, you do. You do. It's the whole person of the Holy Spirit who is resident within every single one of you, and God wants to enable you to move in that power and that grace for His glory. So you, lastly, so you, you, you have this passion, this desire for the things of the Spirit. And then lastly, I want you to see here, you know, not only is, is there the environment of the Spirit and then the encouragement of the Spirit, but I want you to see the exercise of the Spirit. Because listen, what we want to cultivate here is not just an atmosphere where we talk about it but where we practice it, okay? Where we begin to practice it, and we begin to move in the things of God, the exercise of the Spirit. Notice Paul, what Paul says right there at the end of that passage that I, that I read to you uh, in verse 3. He says, but the one, that prof- one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. It's interesting. Because what the gifts of the Holy Spirit, these power gifts, are really meant to do is not to demonstrate how spiritual we are. Okay? In in, in some circles, it's almost like people wear them as like some kind of religious badge. That's not what it's about. It's not about me. It's about what God would do through me into the life of somebody else. Okay? I'm just a channel. I'm just a conduit. Okay? All I am is a vessel. And God wants to take and be at work through us. So if we are, we are to eagerly desire this, but we don't desire it for ourselves, we desire it so He can manifest His love to others. The, t- the 12th verse, it says this, So it is with you. Since you e- are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, Try to excel in the gifts that build up. In other words, there are some of these gifts that have a unique quality about them. And that unique quality builds up somebody else. And he says, if you really, really want the operation of these power gifts in your life, then you will want these ones that uh, that excel in building up, the ones that are really good in building up others. And then he uses three words, for their strengthening, for their encouraging, and for their comforting. That's what building up looks like. It actually is the same word in the original that we would use like to build up a battery. Like you plug a battery in that's, that's run down. When you get plugged in, when the, the battery is is low on its voltage, low on its power, you charge it up, don't you? Or you build it up. That's the same way God wants every one of us to be. We're so filled with the Holy Spirit where the power of the Spirit is at work in our lives through the gifts, operation of the gifts, that everywhere we go, we're just like supernatural uh, 
battery chargers. Mm. That when we leave people's presence, they feel built up. They feel strengthened. They feel encouraged. They feel comforted. Isn't that awesome what God does? That's His Word for our life. Why don't you stand to your feet? Let me pray God's blessings, and then, Justin, you come up, and you can close the service. Father, we thank you today for your Word. And we, Lord, want more than anything to be the kind of people who walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, God, let us live aware that you want to use us and aware that you, God, are available to us. And may we tap into that living supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural, all for your glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. Amen.